Hello and welcome to Deluded, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. This week, the D's lurched to another disappointing loss against Richmond, which strategic mastermind Simon Goodwin called a step forward. Neats, what did you think of that press conference? Did that piss you off as well? Uh, everything about Simon Goodwin pisses me off. You've been clear about that, that. That press conference included. He is a shocking coach. Do you really think he's a terrible coach? I, I really don't think he's a very good coach, no. I just, I just think he's very, like... I think he's very static. I don't think he changes things up when things aren't going well. I don't think he's getting his message across to the players at all. You know, they keep conceding goals in quarters really poorly. And you know what pisses me off? It's like, I understand there's going to be some spin in a post-game press conference. All coaches do that. But his spin was so misguided that it made me think he didn't actually understand the game. He's like, oh, it was pretty good effort until the last quarter and we dropped off. And that's not true. Richmond could have demolished us earlier on, particularly in the second quarter. They didn't take their chances. They let us back in in the third quarter. I mean, get real. It wasn't just one quarter. No, it it was was terrible. After quarter time, they were way all all over us. Oh, he's awful. But anyway. But anyway, this week we're joined by a special guest. In fact, our first non-Melbourne supporting guest. This is like walking into the lion's den. That's true. We're trying to get some better opposition analysis. Um, Welcome. We're also trying to boost our listenership. True, 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 true. Get the uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's a big, uh, a big fan base out there that you have to tap into. Exactly. Nine thousand members. Uh, I think it's a good move to get me in. And that's the voice of Josh Drake. In fact, um, the Richmond tried to tap into the Indian market. They did, um, and that's when we actually signed up for these free Richmond memberships. You signed up for a free Richmond membership, just so I could get like free tickets to the games. That's true. Um, that's right. Have Rahul Dravid out here. Yeah, Rahul Dravid. That's right, Josh. <laughs> Um, but welcome, Josh, to the podcast. Um, tell us your thoughts on the game. As a Richmond fan, shelving any smug satisfaction at how much better your team is oh, than us. I'm going to have to really hide the smugness on this one. Um, <laughs> but no, it was a, it kind of went as I expected it, really. It was a real scrap of a contest. And uh, I thought, before the game, I thought if we were level at half time, I'd be pretty happy because I thought as the game would open up, that would be... Uh, the side more capable of taking advantage of it. Um, but yeah, first and third quarter, I can see what Goodwin's kind of saying. Like, you guys brought a lot of heat. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of tackling, pretty contested footy. But um, yeah, a step forward after a 46 point loss. I don't think that's what your fans want to hear. Well, I think that's it. It's just the fact of the matter is, is in that last quarter, it was like two kick game, right? And then all of a sudden it became 45 points. That's, that's, that's appalling. Yeah, and step forward... That's inexcusable. Exactly. Step forward really depends on your baseline. I mean, relative to last week, which is the most putrid, festering turd of a game against Hawthorne, yeah, it is a step forward. But not against where we're expected to be this season. It's terrible. No, yeah. I think you were... Ex- I mean, everyone's had pretty high hopes for you guys. Everyone's thinking finals, you know, could D's push top four? Are the D's going to be the new Bulldogs or Richmond this year? Uh, it's not looking that good. It's not looking good at all. It's not looking good. Well, I mean, the thing that really annoyed me is I don't think there was a game plan in place to beat Richmond. So so how do you beat Richmond, Josh? Well, I would have thought the, the chance that the D's had to beat Richmond, and this is kind of what happened last year when it was a closer game, is to dominate the midfield because that I see that as the D's strength. Uh, got all those big units in there, and that's probably our weakest part um, and in the first quarter and the third quarter you were on top in the midfield at times um, but you weren't able to capitalise either going forward I think I read some uh, some stats that you had 
the last two weeks you've kicked about 15 goals from 120 inside 50s or something like that. So, yeah, that's a... That's There's a just no organisation and there's no skills. I feel like the skills are really poor at the moment. The skills are poor, but I just think it more comes down to the style of game we're trying to play. I mean, it seemed to me to essentially be we get the ball, we bomb it down the line, and the problem is we don't actually have many good contested marks. Yeah, we were getting eaten alive by the Richmond defence, eh? Right, and, and you know, the basic what thing... about Jakey Milkshake? Yeah, Milkshake. Milkshake's actually had an alright game. What, he kicked four goals? Milkshake's was the positive, yeah. Milkshake's has been terrible the past couple of weeks, eh? Is he a long-term, you know, forward option for you guys? That's a good question. <laughs> I can hear the, the condescension in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genuine question. He had a great game. Uh, is Milkshake's is part milkshakes of our future friendship team? <laughs> That is that is Richmond smugness right then and there, Josh. Look, no, come on. No one would have thought that, like, you know, some of your hacks would have been long-term <laughs> prospects for Richmond either, eh, Josh? Georgie Castagna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did people really That's think that, like, a forward line of Castagna and Butler would be a part of a premiership and Shy team? Bolton. Don't forget Shy Bolton. No, Shy Bolton's good. Well, he can't get a game. That's the thing. Our mosquito fleet is just thriving. I mean, we've got Rioli out of the side as well. I don't know how uh, he's going to get back in because uh, one bloke I did want to talk about with you as well is, is little Jack Higgins uh, oh, because he most is, punchable he's punchable face in the NFL. Down, down a punt road and he's, he's going to be a new cult figure. He's the worst, Josh. We, we, guy. I want to put this out to our like listeners on the podcast. Is Jack Higgins the new Reese Matheson? Insofar as <laughs> does he have the most punchable face in the AFL? Because I, I, I would find say him yes. insufferable. Oh, oh, what he said the word snags. Good for him. Oh, so tedious. Oh, no, he's just he's proof that you don't need an education to do well in life. It's an education when you kick three goals at the G. And, um, Karen, I've actually got a question for you. Would you trade your Harvard degree to kick three goals on the end? <laughs> oh, you know I would. To kick three snags. Let's get the lingo right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that shows. You, know, you don't need to go to year 12. You don't need to do all that stuff. You just... You know, he's got, he's got life figured out, that young man. Uh, There's some wise words true. from our, our I, Richmond I, supporter on the podcast. I today. just resent the fact that he's good. That's pro- In fairness, I don't really have anything against Higgins. I just, it's so annoying to me that all these new players just come in and fit in seamlessly to the system. It's so frustrating. But it's like, it's like comparing mosquito fleets. You've literally got like, our mosquito fleet at the moment is like harms. Like a hamstrung and, Kent. Yeah, as a hamstrung Kent. <laughs> Um, as some rotation of Bailey Fritch and Mitch Hannon. <laughs> who are both in the VFL. Who are both in the VFL. Charlie Spargo, who hasn't played again. Yeah, so it's just not filling us with, with as much confidence as the Richmond Mosquito Fleet. Yeah, well, I think a lot of sides, uh, I think, are going to try and copy the Mosquito Fleet uh, tactic. But um, what we're doing is we're actually hoarding all of the Mosquito Fleet <laughs> players in our VFL team. You're like a swamp down yeah. there at <laughs> down there at Coburg or whatever, wherever you're wherever your Richmond yeah. thing is yeah but uh, Jack Higgins I reckon is uh, the love child of Paul Chapman and Stevie Beale on the tip rat <laughs> <laughs> that is a real hateable character <laughs> oh but can play the game he can he can um, but I just want to go back to uh, style of game for a moment because I think last year Nate's what we were doing more so was handballing, running in waves through the middle, a bit like what Collingwood's doing this season. Yeah. This year we seem to have gone for 
kick it long. Hogan kicks it long from the midfield to small players, including milkshakes in the forward line. (laughs) It just doesn't really make sense as a structure. No, it doesn't. I saw them doing a lot in the JLT series, though. I think they they actually... I think they got the idea from Dustin Martin. This is actually not a joke. I really do think they did. Because, Josh, do you remember last year... Um, last season, I think there were a lot of examples of Dusty just bombing it, like just kicking an absolute top into the forward line before anybody else had time to react, right? And I think that... Well, exactly. So that's the thing. I think that they think that they're trying to sort of mimic Dusty's approach, right, right, right. but they're but just when failing. when it's stretch kicking it and he can only kick it 40 metres. Yeah, it doesn't have the same effect right. as uh, <laughs> Dusty bombing it into the forward line precisely. What about our Dusty tackling drill? Oh, that was very funny. Did you see that? Oh, what about Neil Bullock? That was pretty bad. It was pathetic. And they had, they had uh, clips during the week, which I'm sure every Melbourne fan has watched, of them practicing tackling the fending arm. Hang on, and did then, they really? Where are the clips? They have uh, clips of them yeah, practicing? Yeah, yeah. And then Dusty did like four fend-offs in a quarter or something. No, she, he did like three in a row where he got rid of like, he literally... And then the depressing part though is he got rid of like Petrarca and Oliver and I thought they were the ones who might actually be able to tackle him. Oh, and also, blokes that he had no right to be fending off. You know, guys that were coming at him with momentum and he's standing still and always picking them up and throwing them to the side. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. He's incredible. And maybe that's the thing. You can go on and on about game plan as much as you want, but when you have a freak like Dusty... And even a player like Cochin, who's better than all of our players, what do you do? You know what it is as well. It's the big hands. It's uh, he's got he's got a long wing, wingspan and very large hands. <laughs> Thank you for that scientific analysis, Josh. Oh, I appreciated that. <laughs> um, big so, hands. So another question for you, Josh. Um, I'm concerned that we can't get our season back on track, and the thing I keep going back to is Richmond losing to St Kilda by seventy points last year. Yeah, well, that that was a really odd game. Um, just a, a game where I've never seen a team literally not get off the bus and arrive at the first bounce. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can turn it around. Like, we finished 13th and we were, um, you know, had some heartbreaking losses last year. Frio after the siren. We lost to GWS in probably the worst manner possible to lose a game. Um I don't know. I think you guys have got the tools there to, to be playing better than this. I don't know if I agree with that, to be honest. I just I just don't think that at the moment we look like we're scoring at all. I don't think we've got any options to go. Yeah. And I hate to bring this up, but why did we get rid of Jack Watts? Oh, we're back to Watts. Yeah, because if we don't have any forwards, like why would you get rid of a forward? I'm more concerned about the lack of Pedersen. Oh, well, that, of course you're more concerned about the lack of Pedersen. <laughs> what about Jeffy Garland? He's not doing yeah, oh. no, he's not doing much. It's a good point. He's an incredibly frustrating player because he either plays really well or doesn't touch it at all. Yeah. And the question is, can you play someone like that every week? And we have to because we don't have we any We don't have forwards. anyone else. Um, but if we're going to do this bombing game, you've got to play Pedersen up forward or leave Hogan in the forward line. Yeah. The thing that frustrates me is I feel like Hogan's got these great stats this season. He's been playing really well, but it hasn't necessarily helped our team as much as it could. No, he's helping the fantasy team, but that's about right. it. Maybe it's better for him to get 10 possessions and three goals a week, you know? Yeah. Look, i got a, I got a suggestion. Maybe it's not game style. Maybe you guys have got to look at some more team bonding. Ah, right? oh, um, the camp. All, all the narrative coming out of Richmond Premiership season was just how close this group of blokes are. And, you know, every week they'd have this session where someone would get up, they would, uh, you know, tell a personal story about their childhood or something about their life. And um, 
Sounds very uh, fluffy, but um, a lot of the players credit that with um, with the success, actually. Is that true? They had sessions every week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bonding stuff. They did. They did. I don't think that anyone's bonding at Melbourne. Our players would tell stories about what happened in Bali late last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably skip that one from the, from the routine. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, there's clearly no team cohesion. Here, you know, Jonesy, you know, what how he grew up, what was going on down in the commission flats for Dean Kent or... <laughs> Do we actually know that Dean Kent was in the commission flats or are you just assuming that from his tats? <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I don't think that's been proven, guys, but anyway. Um, okay, so let's turn to our classic segment, which is difficult this week once again, the Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Um, and we'll turn it over to you, JD. You, a regular listener, who do you think won it this week? Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm not really into the Rowan Bale Award. I'm going to give out the Anthony Miles Award, <laughs> um, the most underrated performance. Who is a very underrated player. I've been trying to get him into the side for a long time, which is a hard sell when we keep winning. But is he still on the list? Is he? I thought he'd been delisted already. Dominating the VFL, he's getting 35 touches every week. Never did anything wrong at AFL level. Anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> Um, I am going to give it to um, Shane Edwards, actually. Um, <laughs> because, he, you know, Shane Edwards, he has the fanciest footwork, the slipperiest hips. You know, if, if you're going to be picking uh, someone to play him in a movie, it'd be John Travolta circa Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> I think you've misunderstood the Rowan Bale Award. No, and the Anthony Miles Award, no, for that no, no, matter. No. Believe me. I just had him here as someone I needed to draw attention to because uh, he had a great game. So, yeah. Okay, well, fundamentally misunderstanding the purpose of Completely, the award. Completely, Josh. <laughs> Nina, can you give the actual Rowan Bale Award? It has to go to Oscar McDonald. It's always Oscar McDonald. No, but it really it be does. The, the reality is, is and, and like, let me know if you guys disagree, but honestly, Oscar McDonald on... on uh, on Anzac Day Eve was easily our best defender and was probably our most reliable defender. He's been our best defender this season. He really has been, yeah. surprisingly. He's the rants of our backline. Yeah, that's... The... Well, he did get a couple of coaches votes, I think. Did he really? Yeah, I think he, he polled a couple, yeah. Yeah, in a loss like that, you throw Oscar a bit of a scrap. That's 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 who you throw a bone to, Oscar. <laughs> that's surprising. Um, no, I think, you know, I think the hope is that he sort of turns into a David Asprey type, but I don't think that's going to be likely. No, I think he's looking really good. I mean, he's... Played, except against Ben Brown, he's probably beaten every player he's been on. I mean, would you agree with that, Josh? I thought he probably beat Rewolf. Sorry, let's go back. Did you say the hope is that he'll turn into a David Asprey type? Yeah. Wow, that's... Um, uh, no, just remarkable how far David Asprey's come with comments like that. I know, because David Asprey... Once <laughs> a I appreciate your God. <laughs> it's true, but David Asprey is a very solid dour defender. Yeah, he's dour. But that's exactly what you need. Uh, yeah, we need Dow. He's good, but I honestly think a lot of defenders look good next to Rance. Uh, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's a lot of Rance's look look good next to Dower defenders. Look at Lever. Lever has the cheerleader effect written all over him. He looked amazing at Adelaide because he was next to Dower Talia. Hey, what is going on with Lever? I'm sure you've chatted about him in previous podcasts, but he... I mean, he was all right against the Times, but is it just... It's a new club, like, it's not looking so good. I just think that he doesn't have the structures or the or the backup support that he used to have, right? Like, he used to play with Talia and Cardigan. Cardigan, yeah. sorry, not um, Oscar McDonald and 
Sam Frost sometimes. I think Lever would be okay. I mean, this is by far his best game. Um, him and Oscar will probably... defender, though. Do you want him on the number one forward? He seems more of a second, third, you know, coming over the top of the pack kind of bloke. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, he's really playing as the second defender. Oscar's always getting the best forward. Um, and Oscar played really well in Rewalt. I think I think it's going to work okay. They'll 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 get it together. I'm not so worried about that. I actually think our defense was pretty good. I mean, Richmond could have blown us out earlier, and I think the defense stopped that. But I think that was the poor kicking, though, don't you think? Not the wonderful defense. No, but the defense played pretty solidly. I don't I don't think they're they're the problem. They're going to be okay. I'm more worried about further up the ground. But look, let's turn to the the Essendon game. And I should put something on the record. While I was really upset after the Richmond game. When I, the next day when I saw that Essendon had gotten smashed, the rest of the week was great. I was totally fine. I know, you were very happy. Were you the same, Nitz? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was actually. I think I probably care equally about Essendon losing as Melbourne winning. I don't think about equally. I think I definitely care more about Melbourne winning than Essendon losing. But yeah, it did fill me with some pride and happiness. I think happiness. you need to reassess your priorities, Kieran. I think that is a really toxic attitude to have. <laughs> well. <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on this week's game. Put it that way. A lot of pressure. So what do you think? So in terms of the ins and outs, Christian Petrarca is an out. Out bitten by a dog. Which is just... <laughs> Oh, really? Did you yeah. not see this, Josh? No. <laughs> he, he, his dog bit him, and then apparently he played with this hand which was like had a laceration on it, and then he had to go to hospital. Do you think this is going to be a Jordan Goey moment? What, do you think he got into a fight with someone? Yeah, 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 my dog. He was yeah. practicing the dusty fend-off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly not on dusty, but... um. He, yeah, do you think that it's a Jordan Goey moment? Yeah, or maybe he had some basketball injury or some oh, stupid thing. Oh, that wouldn't thing. surprise me. Yeah. Either uh, way, Christian Petrarca is out, which is not the greatest. Kent out and stretch out, thank God. Nothing more to be said about that. Um, I thought very lucky Neil Bullen and Harms. I can't believe they're still on the team, actually. Yeah. They How were does t- Neil Bullen get a game? When he, when he kicked that ball out on the full, I just laughed. He's hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? We actually thought that Neil Bullen was going to be a bit of a cult hero this season. Everyone thought he'd explode. <laughs> Everyone thought he'd explode, He was yeah. our big prediction. He was, yeah. yeah. I had a lot of faith in him. No, he's terrible. No, so you guys, you got to learn about cult heroes. I mean, you've either got to be, you know, your uneducated Jack Higgins type <laughs> kicking three goals, or you've got to be, you know, like the push-up king, neck, neck tats, kind of hang out with gangs. Like, Neil Buller, he does not have cult hero potential. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the nibbler. <laughs> he's the nibbler. You haven't seen the clip of him in a, inside a garbage bin. That was really the genesis of it all. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon he can have a nibble of the VFL for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is right. Okay, so in terms of ins, Jordan Lewis is back. I'm I just not so certain that Lewis should be in our team. I mean, he, he does get the ball and he's fine, but he's not very fast. And actually, our, our defense looks all right without him in it. I don't know. I just don't think that... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just don't really trust anybody else's ability to kick the ball. So Can he be a half forward and try and kick it into 50 a bit more? I just... That would be helpful. Yeah. You don't really want a mosquito type playing against Lewis. No. Mosquitoes running around Lewis would not be helpful. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, so Charlie Spargo is in. Yep. No. For his first game. Next to nothing about him. Uh, they say Pick that he's the next Boomer Harvey, but this is how they say that everybody's the next, you know... Is that just because he's short? And, yeah, I think it's just because he's short. <laughs> You're the next Boomer Harvey, am I that logic? The next Boomer Harvey. You line him up for 400 games, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hey. it's like how everyone is now the next Dusty, don't you think? Well, only Petrarca. 
Yeah, I've heard that about Petrarca. Oh, and Cam Rayner as well. They've said that. And Cam Rayner. No, they love comparing people to Dusty. Um, and like Sam Palpepper and all of them. But anyway. I would, I would be measuring uh, Petrarca's wingspan and his hand size. Uh, <laughs> to see if he can. Yeah. <laughs> These are all the crucial uh, requirements <laughs> that he needs to meet. Um, okay, so Spargo's in. Fritsch is in. Uh, Fritsch, Fritsch is in the... That's an extended bit bench. I think Spargo's been named in the team, so okay. he'll play. Um, Fritsch and Hannon. I think Hannon should be in. I don't think he should have been dropped in the first place. I mean, I just don't think the forward line could get any worse. So it's like, sure, no, why not? And this is the point you were making, Nick. So we kind of just need to pick among these mediocre players and just stick with a group of them. So this is what I actually think. And Josh, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. But I, I said this to you the other day, Kieran, that, you know, good teams... They just sort of commit to people. We're changing players, like we're changing like five players a week almost or four players a week, that it's just becoming a bit ridiculous. Like that nobody's getting on any continuity, right? So Milkshakes was being pretty bad up until last week, but then last week was actually a pretty good game for him. So I just kind of, and, and if you look at Richmond last year, Josh, I mean, from my memory, that there, there weren't that many people going in and out of the team all the time, were they? No, well, we were lucky. We had a very good injury run and the team was uh, very settled. Just like this uh, year, just saying in terms of the injury run, just a little comment. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and what, you were saying the injury run, for the uh, injury list for this game was, was in your favour, is that what you're saying? No, I mean, I know there were a couple of laid outs, but you've had a very good run with injury even this year. We have, we have. But I will add that we did have Boston, Caddy, Graham and Rioli out on, on the uh, Tuesday night. Noted. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, what was the question? I just oh, think the yeah, good teams, yeah. good teams just commit to players for a bit, you know? They don't yeah, just... But then, you know, before you know it, you'll end up committing to someone like Justin Kajitsky and he's played 200 games and he can't even catch the ball and he hits him in the head every time he kicks <laughs> up. So it's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Will we let... Will we let... Billy Stretch get to 200 games, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but I just want to put on the record, one thing I'm really pissed off about is not picking Ped. What the hell did Ped do wrong? Hicks five goals on the weekend. We have no forwards. No one can take a contested mark. We're playing Hogan as a midfielder. Why not bring back Ped? Instead you bring back seven other guys. Just like punching him in the face. What the hell did the guy do wrong? This is a very impassioned plea here, which is more probably directed at the club than us. I'm really pissed off at it. I just I think it doesn't make are. any sense. I know. And he dominated are. against Essendon last year. That's true. People easily forget that. Anyway. Um, so, Nitz, can we win? Look, I don't think so, no. I just, I'm just <laughs> not really sold on this forward line. It's just so dysfunctional. I can't see... I, I, I think that we'll do okay in the midfield battle, but when it comes to the forward line, and with someone like Hurley, who's a pretty good defender, hmm. um, I just don't think that... I, I can't see a way in which we're going to kick goals. Yeah, I have the same level of pessimism. I I think Hooker is a really good defender. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know where they're going to come from, honestly. Mm. I mean, I think their forward line's pretty average as well. I agree. But if Joe Danaher gets a hold of us, as he has before... I just think their defense is much better than ours. Yeah. It, like, you know, the defense is, is just good enough to hold, to repel our non-existent forward line at the moment. Notice that the, the Bombers went with uh, about seven or eight changes this week as well. Yeah. So a lot of fresh legs. I wonder if that's going to be a factor. That's true. I kind of think it's like the battle of the two uh, overexposed, underachieving teams this year. Mm. Yeah, and it really is kind of season on the line. I mean, two, two and 
four if we lose this? Is That's that right? hard. It's hard to come back from. It's going to be tough. Mm. What do you think, Josh? Oh, well, I mean, it's a big game for you personally after uh, exposing your hatred for precedent. Um, but, uh, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to the big game on uh, Sunday afternoon at the G against the Magpies, um, which I'm sure your listener base is eager to hear some analysis about. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one asked for your opinion on that game, but okay. go ahead, give it. Well, well actually, no. One, one thing, just taking a step back, that I thought was also worth drawing attention to is that Richmond is on top of the ladder for the first time since 1995. <laughs> uh, and actually, in that time... Um, the Brisbane Bears were more recently on top of the ladder than us. So um, if you're a Richmond supporter out there, just let that sink in uh, because it's been a lifetime of of bleak matches and and pain. Um, When was the last time the Ds were the top of the ladder? I was actually thinking that. When was the last time the Ds were at the top of the ladder? If any of our listeners can... can... We might have... Did we have a year in the Danaher kind of even year glory terms? Well, we were top of the ladder. We might have been in round 14 of 2002 <laughs> or 2004. I think 2004. Round really? Four. I'm just going to guess. That might be untrue. Please tell us, loyal listeners. Yeah. Tell us when, when was the last time that Melbourne was on top of the ladder. But it's yeah, actually it's been that long since Richmond's been on top of the ladder. After the first round or second round, you only need to have, you know, for this stat, you only need to have a good win in the first round to, to get on top. But we haven't even managed that. In- neither <laughs> of one. Neither of we. <laughs> um... So, who is your tip for the more important game, Josh? The Essendon Melbourne showdown. Um, I'm actually uh, going to go with the Bombers, um, just because I reckon they. Are, yeah, it'll be a tough one to call. I just reckon they've got a few more dangerous weapons to actually score. I agree. Um, like what you guys have said, I'm worried about your ability to score. But you know, tough, tough call. And this could be the uh, the random game where Garlic kicks four and dominates. It's true. This is actually possible. exactly the type of game where all of a sudden, because he always does this, he'll do nothing, and then everyone's like, why hasn't he been dropped? And then the following week he'll come out and kick like six goals, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I see now. We'll but there that. you go. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and thank you all for, uh, well, thank you, JD, for joining us on as the first ever non-Melbourne guest. Yeah, it's been good. It was a brave move by, by you guys, but I hope that you feel like it's slightly paid off. We'll do a full review. Uh, and we'll get okay. back to you. <laughs> thank you for joining us. And thank you also for uh, liking us on Facebook. Um, you'll see that we posted our first ever poll. So our um, social ma- media manager, Nita, has finally done something. Yes. I, after I, I... 18 months of managing the Facebook page. Is okay. that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But thank you all for voting the poll. <laughs> Which is, what was the poll? Should Goodwin be sacked? <laughs> <laughs> the poll is not very, it's not a very um, eventful, like inventive poll. It's just a... Uh, if we don't make finals, will Goodwin be sacked? Right. Um, so thank you for liking the Facebook page and following us on Twitter. And until next week, go Dees. Go Dees. Go Tigers. <laughs>